0: He's Deirdre Kernbach. I'm Cyrus Sotts. The Warriors are in Minnesota tonight, but that Mavericks loss is still fresh in my mind. Dieter, I don't know if it's still fresh in yours. I think we need to talk about this a lot more, George is getting upset. George is getting very upset. You might <laughs> I don't, be the voice I don't, of... I don't, I don't know if I can fix it. I don't know if I can fix it. <laughs> I hope you can, man. You're, you're going to be more the, the voice of reason than I today, but we'll oh, have no. a great show, hopefully. Oh, no. <laughs> this, is, this is Locked on Warriors. Here we go. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Dieter Kurtenbach on Twitter at Dieter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Dieter, you weren't here yesterday to break it down. I wish you were, man. I would love yeah. your insights. Do you talk about that disaster that was the Mavericks game, please? It was one
1: quarter of disaster, right? Like that's, yes, there's a a larger existential question to be broached. Like, would you rather be the Lakers who just got their teeth kicked in for four (laughs) straight quarters? Or would you rather be the Warriors who like looked really good and uh, (laughs) admittedly, you know, never put the Mavericks away. And I think that maybe it's one of these things that in retrospect, you look at it and it's like, oh, the signs were all there that we we should have seen this coming. But like, no. They had a 19-point fourth-quarter lead with less than 10 minutes to play. So, like, shut up. They, they were not supposed to lose that game. That's the worst fourth-quarter loss in the NBA this season. It's the first time the Warriors have lost a game in which they've won or led by 20 or more points since 2007 in the regular oh. season. 2007, um, they did blow a 31-point lead oh. to the Los Angeles Clippers in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And right. honestly, I'm glad that – The Warriors were able to, uh, one, let us know, remind us about that game, because I think (laughs) that it it lends itself to a a larger conversation as it pertains to the dubs. They they did make a basket for eight and a half minutes. Full stop. Uh, Jordan Poole had a bad game. Otto Porter had a bad game. Steph Curry wasn't great in the fourth quarter. Horrible. They needed Andrew yeah. Wiggins to step up with no Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins uh, decided to step back instead with an 18-foot, 17-dribble, step-back jumper time and time again. He's been really bad without Klay. He's been not good in the month of February. He has not looked like an all-star. He has no. not looked like himself from early in the season where he was aggressive and seemed to be in control of uh, sort of Minnesota wigs, as I like to call them. Uh, early on in the season. But that 31-point loss to the Clippers in the 2019 playoffs when the Warriors were just out there messing around at Staples Center, it was, it was a very vivid First game. round, I remember. I remember that. Remember yeah. everything about it. This is – it's something that would have been cited regardless, but it, 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 juxtaposed to that loss to Dallas, I, I think it's a good reminder. The Warriors had a chance on Sunday to make up a full game on the day on the Phoenix Suns. And I'm someone who's ardent that they should be gunning for the one seed. And the Golden State Warriors, to a man, are ardent that they are not going to do that. They are now one game up on the – or I'm sorry, I keep doing this. Uh, I keep up messing <laughs> up my M's on the Mississippi River. Uh, <laughs> it's easy, to, on it's the easy Memf- to I get it. On the Memphis <laughs> yeah. Grizzlies. They're one game up on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I, can, I can understand the validity of the argument of not going for the one. Don't push yourself too hard. Stay healthy for the playoffs. Steph, Clay, and Dre in a postseason setting, you're always going to bet on them. Doesn't matter where game seven is. I can understand the argument for going to three. If you're you're playing the same teams, more or less, uh, what's the big deal if you're in Memphis for game seven or if you're at at Chase Center for game seven? I get it. But the fact that they're not going for seeding, the fact that I, I feel like they are, inevitably going to fall to three given the way that Memphis is playing, given the way that they're playing and with clay, not being in tonight and who knows what happens tonight, but they got a hellacious March. We've talked about that now. Yeah. I feel like they're going to the three seed. I I just, it it would kind of stun me at this point if they didn't. I'm with you. And at the three seed, you're now playing a Dallas or a Denver in round one, as opposed to playing a play in tournament team. You're now getting a Memphis in round two. You're then, if you're lucky, getting to Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals. You are putting yourself on a more treacherous path. And 2019, the Warriors didn't win the title because of some really bad luck. There's no question about that. Bad injury luck. But that bad injury luck can't necessarily be divested from the fact that they messed around and they, they uh-huh. dicked around come playoff time yes, they, and they played more games than they had to and they put more wear and tear on guys who were at the time in the peaks of their powers put more wear and tear on those guys and durant goes down twice and clay goes down in game six of the nba finals and is it a direct correlation no is it loose at best probably but They played too many games leading up to the games that really mattered, and they didn't have enough juice in the tank to get over the top. It feels like they're heading into that same problem again, and my issue is this is a much different team, and I think not as good of a team, that the Warriors have from 2019 because I don't not know I'm close Going from not Kevin close. Durant to Andrew Wiggins is a little yeah. different they don't have a second unit that they trust or at least that Steve Kerr trusts they haven't gotten into a state of cohesion yet with Clay Thompson it's been very mixed match in large part because Draymond's not there if not for almost exclusive reasons because Draymond's not there but this is not the 2019 team this is not the dynastic operation and the three core players, which now everyone season seems to just be riding on their magical powers, which I firmly believe in, those guys are not at their peaks anymore. They are on no. the back nine of their careers, and they might be on hole eleven or twelve, but that's not. They're still not playing hole number six or seven, and I just think I think messing around gets you got. Especially come playoff time, especially when I look at Dallas, who is a brand new team without Chris Stapps Porzingis. It's funny how they get rid of, in my opinion, or at least he's my least favorite player in the NBA. They get rid of him, they start playing better. It's wild how that happens. Uh um, <laughs> yes. And, 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 Dun- <laughs> and, and Dinwiddie was a really nice pickup. He's been a really good player for a long time. He just got Agreed. In the morass of nonsense. So agree. Agreed. I'm you with you on at, that 100%. Then you look at Denver. Jamal Murray possibly coming back. And I'm not a big Jamal Murray guy, but like Jamal Murray's better than Bones Highland. And, you know, Michael Porter Jr., who I don't know if he helps all that much, but wings, wings, wings come playoff time. I'm looking at a Warriors team that will have a wing of Andrew Wiggins, who has just simply not been himself and is giving me a lot of indications that he's a not ready for primetime player again. And Clay Thompson, who... Says he's at eighty percent. Has statistically not been all that awesome. I, you know, we we keep doing the the obvious extrapolations with Clay as well. We should because it's early in his tenure back and all this stuff. And we just say, oh, it's been you know there have been nights where it's looked really good, and it will there'll be more and more and more of those. What if they're not? What what if there yeah. isn't? And listen, I don't want to be a fear monger here, but it feels as if the Dallas game is a pivot point for this team this season on the basis of if they keep struggling the way that they've been struggling, losers of five of seven, we're going to look at that Dallas game in a couple of weeks and say, all the signs were there. This is a team that can't get it done in the clutch. This is a team that doesn't have a secondary score or you know, doesn't have, they're going to look at that game, even without clay, even without Draymond. We're going to say all the signs were there. And if this team starts to get its act together and play the way that they can, even without Draymond, and hopefully then afterwards with Draymond taking it to a whole other level, then we'll just say, hey, they got their, their teeth kicked in. Uh, it was a bad loss. They learned the lessons necessary. It was a major part of them locking in and playing like a championship team again. But Cyrus, I got to tell you right now, I don't think that the floor is all that high for this team. I, I keep dropping down the floor. It, I agree. When I, when I keep looking at I this agree. team, I go, you know, their, their level of just baseline competence just keeps dripping down. And everyone goes, well, Draymond's going to come back. No one thinks higher of Draymond Green on this planet than me, including Draymond Green, and perhaps even including his mother. And I'm with you on that, by the way. But yeah, you like, can count me in on that group. Draymond, Draymond's got to take him up to here, right? He's got to take him up, right? Is this floor and the championship level that Draymond's trying to get him to, is that gappable by
0: just adding Draymond Green? Cyrus, I, I, if they don't start showing me something, I, I don't think so. I have a million things I'm going to ask when we come back from this break. I, I have so many questions and this is where the emotion in me in, in terms mm-hmm. of being a fan is, is, it can be blinding. I hope day. not. It's an emotion. It is time. for dub nation. And I want to add, by the way, it's not just the, it's the last two home games that are really concerning because that Pretty Nuggets home. game, you could echo a lot of similar sentiments there. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to delve into a lot because there's a lot to talk about, but first, I mean, look, there might be some solace in betting on sports, Dub Nation, if you're grumpy, if you're not happy like me right now. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Dieter, do you have the lines, by the way? I, I feel like you're reading my mind. Maybe I, you're I, not. I, 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 don't I, haven't, know.
1: I haven't checked it. I wish I was. Okay. That would have made a lot more sense. It's okay. It's uh, like, when here, we you, come I, back, okay, we'll okay, be- about this, Cyrus? You guess it.
0: Guess it real fast. Oh, I love that guess lines. Um, I'm going to guess. So this is Warriors T Wolves. I'm going to as crazy as it sounds. I think Minnesota minus one. Ooh, that that's a that's a
1: bold statement. That's a bold statement. I'll is it, is
0: it this yeah. calling them underdog calling the Warriors underdogs? I, I just feel like the, the we're betting on what how people are feeling. That's always the bottom line with with the lines is it's not necessarily the logic of who's the better team is. It's, it's how people are feeling. That's why the Nets are still incredibly a title favorite, despite yeah. the fact they're falling to the plan. Um, well, you had the it, number right. You had the team
1: wrong. Warriors minus one. Hmm. Warriors minus one. Over, under. The total in this
0: game, 232.5. I, I'm not touching it again. Those bookies. I are wouldn't just... touch it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more. <laughs> you are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. He's Dieter Kurtenbach. I'm Cyrus Sotts. First things first, man, and I got a lot of heat for this because I, I I just did the numbers wrong. I watched that entire Warriors game and I incredibly did not realize Stephen Curry played over 10 minutes in that fourth quarter. Right. Uh, but it was largely just he was inefficient. He was ineffective, but it raises a bigger picture until this season. Steph always had a very consistent rotation, 12 minutes, first and third Mm -hmm. quarter finish out the second half of the second and fourth. If you needed him in big games, we bring him in a little earlier in the fourth quarter. I understand Kerr made rotation changes because he wanted more of Steph in the fourth. I don't see the results. What are your thoughts on Steph's current rotation? And should we revert back to the norm? Well, I I think that it's very difficult to revert
1: back to the norm on the basis of what is this second unit? Who is this second Mm. unit? Who can you trust on the second unit? Um, We talked a lot on on this show about Goran Dragic, and I don't think that we quite... (sighs) I don't think we quite put two and two together on the Goran Dragic thing, because why would the Warriors (laughs) want Goran Dragic? They want Goran Dragic to anchor a second unit, to be a corner three-point shooter in a spot. It's just a statement, not even towards Goran Dragic. It was a statement against Jordan Poole. And... They don't know what they're doing with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole often doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) But he's 22 years old. And again, we're doing this thing where I love it. I I love the fact that this exists out there in the world. But Warriors fans have this nasty habit of um, just continuing to extrapolate good things. This just relentless (laughs) optimism towards everything always getting better. And I don't know how you couldn't be conditioned to think that way if you follow this team now because it was relentless pessimism for decades. And then it just stopped being that way and almost just automagically reversed. So there is this thing of, well, Jordan Poole, complete bust up until about this point last season, right? Correct. Goes down to the G League. I didn't even think played all that well in the G League. I watched damn near every one of those G League games. There were moments where you're like, Jordan, you're doing agree and yeah, I'm, I'm with you which you yeah. get at the NBA level too but he comes back and he's a godsend he's fantastic in many ways he saves the Warriors season last year because they go to a small seven-man rotation James Wiseman is out Kelly Oubre is out additions by subtraction they're not having to figure out how to integrate those two guys one of which is too young to understand and one of which was too bullheaded to understand regardless <laughs> they start playing much better basketball they figure out their style. They figure out a bit of a verve. They run out of gas eventually, but they get into the, the playoffs or at least the, the play in tournament. And, you know, the, uh, something good came of that season. And in large part, because of Jordan Poole, he comes out this season pretty good. you like what yeah. you see from Jordan Poole. He looks like he's taking another step. He's dropping 30 every now and again. You're thinking, hey, this guy's there. Warriors are thinking, hey, we need to give this guy a big number. You know, you get Connor Letourneau coming out here reporting four years, eighty million dollars. Uh, I, I haven't heard anyone else say it, but mm-hmm. you, you know how I feel about Connor. So, four years, eighty, it is, and it just looks ridiculous because he, he's either he's hit a ceiling or the environment around him is such to where it, he it's not conducive for continued growth. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was terrible, he was
0: terrible against Dallas. Um, he's not doing those little things About as bad as you can get. About as bad as you can get, my friend. 0 for 11 from the field. Continue on, sorry. (laughs) No, no, I mean, it just is what it is. And he's not even doing
1: those little things where, you know, I've commented a couple of times now that, like, I've really actually enjoyed watching him have to pull it back a little bit. Uh, I've liked seeing him take on that secondary point guard role, um, be a little bit more controlled in his play, be a little bit slower in his play uh though I'm always pushing for fast but just somebody who seems to have an understanding where guys are on the court as opposed to just running as hard as he can to the other end um driving to the basket passing the ball he's a very he's a decent passer if not a a plus passer uh he he needs to be the second unit guy Steve Kerr cannot and I think that he has validity in this argument cannot get over the mental hurdle when it comes to Jordan Poole being the dude who controls the Warriors' fate for 12 minutes a game. And if you go back to the old rotation of beginning of the second, beginning of the fourth, Steph is off the floor, you're putting yourself in a situation where Jordan Poole has to have a good game every night because there's just not enough dudes around him. And I don't know how you stagger Wiggins and Clay and all that, but they have not gotten into – they have not gotten to a place where Jordan Poole is the clear cut backup point guard, even though there's no other alternative, I suppose, other than Andre Iguodala And even that, I don't know if you can
0: trust. And if he plays, I mean, we, we, we never see him play anymore. So, I mean, that's, that's a whole. But so let me ask you this Do, do you think, uh, what, uh, where is the impetus when it comes to the responsibility of the coaches in all this? Because you talk about Jordan Poole, he only played 19 minutes. Sometimes mm-hmm. players need 30. To really find their groove for a whole game, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who in the month of February was playing like a rookie of the year candidate, yeah. only plays 17 minutes. Well, he's I, I don't. Too. I mean, I mean, this this is and good. he wasn't great, but but do you, do you have, but some players you have, still have to give him a chance and give them those 25 30 minutes. And I'm just wondering if if that could be part of the problem too, or if or if the if the players themselves are. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think we're making a mountain out of a molehill there. Like they they were not having good games. It's one game. They had been getting those minutes. So you're arguing where, you know, what, where's the coach, where's the agency there? In fact, it would seem as if you're making the argument that there shouldn't be any agency, that the rotations are the rotations, no matter what's happening in the game. And if you were watching that game. I'm thinking
0: maybe, maybe it should be,
1: I guess that's what I'm thinking. I I just don't know. That's an argument to be had. That's an argument to be had. I don't know if we'll ever come to a right answer on that, but. Yeah. Kerr's agency in that situation was these two guys are having a bad game. And, I, and they're young, and I don't want to have them and their confidence, young players' confidence, man, that's some pretty fragile stuff, even with a guy like right. Rule, even with a guy like Jonathan Kaminga. I don't want to put them in situations where failure is going to have larger repercussions than I sucked today. It's one thing to Great just point. suck one day, right? And, and just be point. like, okay, well, I'll get them back next time. It's a whole other thing to say I sucked today and we lost because of that. And yeah, that's like really on that. You can get to that point if you're like a Dieter Kurtenbach, you can get to that point real easy, but uh, that's not typically the mindset of a great athlete who's made it this far. Now, if you're going to, there will always be somebody who has to take on that burden. That's why the superstars get paid so much money. I suck today and we lost because of that. It's my fault that the team lost. That's why you pay a guy $30, $40 million, because it's also the same when they win, and they'll never take the credit for the wins, the great superstars, but they will take the credit for the losses. That's not on Jordan Poole, who's 22 years old. That's not on Jonathan Kaminga, who is a baby child. That's not on Otto Porter, who also didn't have a good game, and the Warriors really could have sure used one. But he's on a minimum contract. like That's not his responsibility, which is why I come back to Wiggins. Did I think that Wiggins was – Terrible was he like, god awful in the game? No, he had a great first quarter. But he's getting paid big money, and he's an all star man. He's got to come through. He's got to come through in that. And those clanks,
0: no, those clanks, and that those ISO situations at the end were just torture i i i mean when wiggins misses you know he misses (laughs) and he was missing those shots there was no touch on those shots it's a disaster when we come back uh there's a free agent out there dieter i'd love for us to talk about he's not a big name he's not gonna be a difference maker but it's it's someone that maybe could help maybe doesn't matter we'll talk about that and so much more first let's bring up a great sponsor of this program rock auto folks Mm -hmm. this is how you save Money With the increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 50 even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership an example being a honda odyssey fuel pump 353 dollars from a chain store just 216 dollars from Rock Auto. They're a family business. They're serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years now. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. (laughs) rockauto.com on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day thank you for making lock on warriors your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts he's Dieter Kurtenbach I'm Cyrus Sotts Uh, There's actually a center out there who is at least a name. I don't know how much value he still has. I don't know how much he can still produce, but that's DeAndre Jordan. He's reportedly being let go by the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. I personally, first of all, I want to commend you for bringing up the emotional aspect and the psychological aspect of coaching and young athletes. That's very important. It's often lost in the discussion of sports. And I I actually, and that's a huge reason why I continually respect Kerr and this organization. I feel like they are very well aware of that. Um, with that said, there's a player on the roster named uh, Nemenya Bielitsa, and I might have mispronounced the first name. I apologize for that.
1: Trust me, it's someone named D. <laughs> I can understand uh, mispronouncing the name.
0: Uh, he, 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 it's Nemenya. <laughs> and uh he has not been producing lately this has been going on months i want to even let's even take a step back from this i want to add one thing real quick the warriors before when on christmas day when they beat the suns were 27 and 6 they're 16 and 12 cents and for those that think draymond is the cure-all the answer-all they lost three of five before draymond got hurt so it's not like they were like thriving uh before draymond got injured and in all honesty with the back injury this is where I'm I'm it's killing me inside to see the Warriors and outside because I tweeted a lot. It's killing me that the Warriors are just continually brutalized and pummeled inside. And yeah. I just don't think Bielitza is the answer. I do think jo- uh, DeAndre well, Jordan would be a slight upgrade. What are your thoughts on that? Or and if and any other changes that you might foresee, if any. Well, I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh yeah, the Nets sound
1: like they have the, the inside. I'm sorry, the Sixers sound like the they Sixers, have the inside yeah. track. They need to replace Andre Drummond. Um, replacing is a very strong word uh, used there. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, the Warriors have have made made it clear they're going to stick with what they have for uh, reasons quite the opposite of the Lakers. Right? The Lakers are like, okay, you are you made your bed, LeBron. Now you got to lay in it. And the Warriors are like, we don't have much recourse, so we got to stick with this thing. And they're going to ride the James <laughs> Wiseman train straight to hell. You know, better, better or for worse and. It sounds rather imminent. Uh, he's going to get a game down in Santa Cruz here in the next week or so, and get on back. Um, so, so much from our. Uh, this, point. So,
0: this is this is breaking news, I believe. So, your you're, this is what your, no, your Bob Meyer said him. this
1: on on 95.7 this morning. I'm, I'm oh beautiful, sure,
0: but. Well, for those of us Most that don't listen to terrestrial radio that much, no offense, Dieter. I, no, I just—I'm no, no, never in my no, car. No, no, um, I, I see the numbers. I understand, and uh, no, 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 I just—I just don't drive, man. I worked in the business for ye- for decades. I get I mean, it. I get it. But I, get uh, it. I did not hear that. So that's yeah. That's so right Bob, news. Bob,
1: Bob saying he's trying to get him down in the Santa Cruz. They were vague about it. That was always the expectation, right? We Shocker. Talked to Kevin Dana.
0: It was. <laughs> yeah. you know, Get him.
1: We were going to get him a game in Santa Cruz. So uh, that's happening. When. Who is to yes. say? Um, yes. And listen, I, it's, I don't think it will help them on this road trip um, where you get Minnesota in Cat, so that should be interesting tonight. But Dallas, yeah. we saw, doesn't have a center, really. Uh, they're not going to play Boban. And the Lakers, <laughs> um, you don't have to worry about in general. You would hope that maybe you can get James Wiseman in there for today's game uh, or at least Tuesday's game, Monday's game against the the Denver Nuggets. And then Tuesday's game against the Clippers with uh, Zubach. maybe that's a better matchup. Maybe it isn't. Who's to say? But um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't let, let, me, let me just make this very clear: the Warriors' roster isn't changing. Uh, could it? Could it change? Maybe. Should it change? Probably. But it isn't. It's not going to yeah. change. And I'm with uh, you. I'm with you that you know there are guys on this team that look eminently expendable at the moment. But uh, the operative syllables there are spending, spendable, <laughs> and. Warriors are not going to pay five, $6 million for a dude who no. they just, they deem redundant based on the way they built this team. Yep. I'm
0: with you, man. And, uh, and again, they, they played tonight, the Timberwolves, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about that and so much more. Um, yeah, Dub Nation. I'm look, man. If you're if you're hurting inside, I'm with you, man. Dieter, thank you for. If they for win tonight, bringing... no one's going to
1: remember squat. If you're, they go true, out and play the, like they did the first 36 minutes against Dallas, it's it's happy times are here again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a regular season game in February. It's only prescient
0: if things get worse. That's that's my stance. I love it. George is not as upset. Uh, and and uh, ma- thanks for making Lockdown Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Connor Leturner is going to join us on Thursday, so that'll be kind of cool as cool. well. We'll do a little, uh, little trifecta show. Now, make your second listen. Locked on NBA. The Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Dieter at Dieter on Twitter. You can follow me at Dog and Locked On Dubs is the handle for this show. Thank you, folks, and Dieter. I'll see you tomorrow, brother. Yes, sir.